The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'm Christine Corcoran and this is episode 105, Overthinking. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to get into today's topic all about overthinking because I think it's something that will really help to shift a lot of things for a lot of people because it's one of those things that becomes such a, well, it actually just starts out like a little habit and then it just gets a little bit overwhelming and then it becomes a bit of a spiral out of control before it becomes a natural pattern that our brains go into is that constant overthinking things. And before I get into the topic though, I would love to know... If you've received any value from these episodes, if you listen to the podcast and you take away bits and pieces and they make an impact on your life, I would love to hear from you. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to ask you a little favor of heading across to your podcast app and leaving a review for the Next Level Life podcast. It's quite simple to do. If you just head across to the app, then you, where you listen exactly to this episode, you just click across to available episodes scroll down to the bottom past all the 105 episodes and then it'll give you an option to write a review. I would just love to hear from you of what value you've gotten out of it, what's been one takeaway and the impact that it's had on your life. Just anything simple is really beautiful. I would just love to hear that and I will do some shout outs on the podcast for for the reviews coming up. So I really appreciate it. Thanks so much and let's get into the episode. So overthinking. Are you a victim of overthinking? that analysis paralysis, right? Overthinking is mostly one of one of these two things, dwelling on the past or worrying about the future. It's where we can end up making problems where there aren't any, or we could be focused on the problem and only the problem and really dwelling on that, where we get stuck in indecision and not taking any action. Or maybe we're so focused on the problem where we, we think we're trying to fix the problem and But the problem is there is that when all the thoughts are up in your head, it's very, very difficult to see your blind spots. And we constantly try to think through thinking we should actually be able to overthink and analyze. And we think it's helpful, but it just keeps us in the same place and it keeps us stuck and holds us back from actually achieving a couple of different things. One is obviously the result of an action that you may take when you don't overthink. Two When we're so stuck up in our heads that we actually avoid feeling. So we disconnect from our bodies. And I don't mean like take our heads off. I mean that when we're so up in our heads, we don't give the opportunity of our body to give us information that could also be helpful. So we have multiple neural networks in our body. We have obviously our brain in our head. We also, our heart is a neural network and can give us information. And then we also have our gut, our gut instinct. Then we also have our autonomic nervous system, which also gives us information. And we also have our sex organs, which also give us information. The two I'm going to tap into today are our heart and our gut. And the reason for this is because when we're so up in our heads and we don't tap into that information in the body, then we can get 
so stuck in that negative spiral that it gets out of control and we're missing out on so much information that is vital for us to have a full and enjoyable life and we don't give the brain a break and it's constantly overthinking and then all we're doing is teaching it and training it to continue to overthink. So what are some key things that we can do to or we need to be aware of about overthinking? Well, one, the brain is not 100% accurate. I know, shocking, right? <laughs> so our brains filter information every single day and it takes on information and some of it we analyze and we decide it is true and then we take it on board as truth. And then other information that may come on board our brains, it goes through a filter which could generalize that information or could delete it if we don't think it's important. And our brain doesn't think it's important based on information we've received in the past and deleted. Or it could distort the information. And I know you might think, well, well, actually, how is that even possible? Because what I see is truth or what information I read, but it's not. Because what happens is every, our brain, if it doesn't filter it through these, then our, we would go insane by the amount of information that we take on board. And in this day and age, it's gone over, overly excessive of the amount of information we take in. Like, you know, 40 years ago, we wouldn't sit with a smartphone and constantly be consuming information 24-7. There wasn't such a thing, right? So our brains had time to calm down, had time to wind down and didn't need to overthink so much because we weren't forcing them to constantly be processing information. And now that's not to say that people back then didn't overthink. Of course they did. But I think it's so much more prevalent now because of the amount of information that we're forcing our brains to consume. So our brains base information on all of the things that it filters it through. So yes, it deletes it, distorts it and generalize it, but it also then creates an assumption or an interpretation. And the problem with that is that everyone has a different interpretation. It's the same reason why when a crime happens, the police will actually interview multiple witnesses to find out, you know, kind of an average of what really truly happened because everyone interprets it through their own filters and their own basic their own um, past experiences, their beliefs, their values, their dreams, their childhood upbringing, their conditioning, their schooling, their religion, their culture. We filter it through all of that information. So that's why everyone's interpretation is slightly different. So we, we then place meaning on something. And what happens is when we get to the point where we're overthinking is we're dwelling on a problem or we're thinking about something in the past we cannot change or we're worrying about something in the future that may or may not happen. And so we're constantly in that analysis and questioning and going over the information constantly. And it doesn't give the ability for the brain to switch off. It just is constantly consuming information and processing and analyzing the information. And sometimes when, we, when I find with clients that I've worked with that have been big overthinkers, it's that they think that the overthinking is helpful for one. And two, they expect the brain to come up with the answers or the solutions. And that's not always the case. It doesn't all, I mean, sometimes, yes, the brain is definitely going to come up with a solution, but it's not always going to happen that way because we're expecting so much of that little machine in between our ears that we're not tapping into any other information that the body is giving us, which could be quite valuable. So I want to speak to those today. So some key things that you could begin with if you find that you're an overthinker that you'd like to be able to start to eradicate that belief or that eradicate that um, 
habit and start to use different ways to come up with solutions and to experience life because overthinking things all the time must be exhausting. Like honestly, so, so exhausting when sometimes all we just need to do is take an action. And But we're so stuck in analysis paralysis that we don't feel ready. And this is because we are expecting our brains to feel ready and the brain's job is not emotions. That's the heart's job. And our action center is actually our gut. So we're waiting for the, the brain to start thinking, well, I need to take an action. But the gut is what actually motivates us to take the action, to move forward. So if we're not tapping into those neural networks to get those information, it's the same reason why you know, someone says, oh, follow your heart or you know, feel into it. What does it feel like? Did you get a feeling for it? Or did you? Ha- or maybe it's like, go with your gut, right? It's that action step of I just have to trust my gut, and so that's because there is actually information coming from those energy centers and those uh, neural networks that we're forgetting to tap into them and just relying on the brain to give us all the information, which is not necessarily accurate or supportive, and ex- it's exhausting. So a couple of different things I want to point out. Firstly, you could start with just by speaking it out loud. It's so fascinating that just by getting it out of your head can give you so much more clarity. So it might be speaking it out loud to a friend, explaining the situation, explaining a problem, talking about a past situation to make sense of it and get it out of your head and out loud. Because sometimes when you say it out loud, you think, wow, that's not as big a deal as I thought it was. But because it's constantly spiraling around in your head, it's hard to actually come up with that perspective of wow, when I say it out loud, that doesn't sound as drastic. So giving you the opportunity to speak it out loud. The next opportunity could be journaling or mind mapping it. So just getting it out of your head. So get all the information out onto paper and start to focus on the facts. A lot of the time our brains will go into overdrive and into meltdown when we're constantly focusing on an assumption or an interpretation and it's actually just our opinion. So it's not necessarily the facts. So we assume something or we have an experience happen or a situation and then we assume that's how someone feels or we assume that's what they would have said if they would have said it out loud. And then we go into that spiral. So getting everything out onto paper, mind map it or journal it and just get the facts. So whenever, wherever you notice that your opinion comes into play, start to go, oh, okay, so if that's my opinion, what facts is that opinion based on? And so when you notice, then it comes back to, it's like, well, that's what I feel. Well, then you know that that's actually not the truth. It's actually your interpretation. Whereas if you were like, well, this was specifically said, then you have a little bit more facts. So getting to the fact of it. So you can really get accuracy and focus on what you can control based on that information. Because a lot of the time the overthinking is constant questioning and judgment about ourselves and the impact that that has on us then we berate ourselves for having the judgment and it's our opinion of ourselves and when other people's opinion of ourselves come into play and it's just this constant spiral so being able to get it out of your head is a really beautiful way just to start to look at it from a different perspective now the next part is tapping into the different parts of the body that may give you information So our hearts are our emotion centers. It's where we feel emotion. So we need to be able to connect 
back down to our hearts and get out of our heads. So that's where you might experience meditation is really supportive, or you might find that moving your body is really supportive because you're getting out of your head and you stop thinking and you actually start to think about how you feel. So it's tapping back into how you are feeling. Now, a lot of the time overthinkers that I work with really struggle with this. And it's because they've almost shut off part of their heart and stopped feeling, or they, they started, they didn't necessarily stop the feeling, but they started avoiding feeling. And they may have numbed with, say, alcohol or food or shopping or anything like that to stop actually feeling. And they've stopped even allowing that sensation from the body to be felt. And so when I ask them to get out of their head and we take, I take them through certain processes to get them out of their head and back into their body, down into their heart, they really struggle with it. But when they start to tap into that emotion, a lot of the time it's maybe we've had certain situations or experiences in the past where it was quite painful. So we shut off our hearts. But the, the worst part about that is that we not only shut off, shut off the negative emotions, we also shut off the ability to feel the positive emotions. So we kind of lose that full experience of feeling. And it's not that we can't feel, is that we're choosing not to. So if we've trained ourselves in our brains to constantly overthink and not tap into the emotion and not tap into how it feels, then that pattern is going to become a habit. And so that means for us to tap back into our heart, we need to tap into that as and create a new habit. So it needs to be something that you do on a regular basis to really re- remember what it feels like. So a really beautiful practice you can do is a gratitude practice or an appreciation practice where you place your hand on your heart, you breathe deep and using breath. I'm going to go through a breathing pattern with you in a moment that you can use breath to get out of your head and back into your heart and feel your heartbeat and feel appreciation for your heart and what it gives you, the blood it pumps through your body, the life that it gives you, the ability to feel. And it might be worthwhile tapping into a past memory of when you felt gratitude or somebody that you feel appreciative of to feel the emotion and then allow that to expand around your heart space. The more you can do that, the easier it becomes to tap into the heart and to actually feel the emotion. The other thing I like to give my clients in that situation is a wheel of emotion. So if you Google wheel of emotion, I will find an image and put it in the show notes, but it's literally an image that you can find on Google anywhere. And it's literally a wheel of all human emotion in, in, in English. So not all majority, I don't want to say all, but what's really useful for that is to start to feel into your emotions, allow yourself to feel emotions because Emotions don't have to be an, a bad thing, but if we don't tap into them, then we shut them off and we almost tell our hearts to stop feeling, which is, you know, really sad and can impact our lives in such a negative way because we're relying on our brains to feel. And this is the thing, this is where overthinkers get really stuck is that they're trying to make sense of feelings with their heads, but the feeling center is in the heart. So they're trying to override what's going on in the heart and trying to make sense of like how I should feel about it. And the heart is all about emotions, connections, connecting with others and what you, what you truly desire for your life. So you may want to ask your, ask your heart, what do you truly desire or want for this situation or for me? And if you stay quiet and listen, you will hear, you will hear that voice come through that will tell you 
exactly what it wants for you. And I guarantee you that it won't be negative because it doesn't have the ability to be negative. It's so beautiful when I do these processes with my clients is that when we get out of their heads, the heads can be so negative and can be constantly judgmental, can be constantly focused on a negative response, like it's an automatic negative response. But as soon as I get them back down into their heart, that negativity just drops away. It falls away. It's like using, which I've mentioned on the podcast before, like asking, what would love do? Because you can't ignore the beautiful answers that come from that. Because there's no such thing as a negative answer to that. Because if love was leading, then there will always be a beautiful solution that is worthy of impacting people in a positive way. So getting out of your head and down into your heart. And you want to allow yourself to process information. I think this is one of the other things that overthinkers really struggle with is actually allowing the full emotion, the full experience of the emotion to process throughout the body. And the body only holds onto it for a short period of time if you allow it to process. It's when you deny it, is that it, and you push it down and you shove it down under the surface, is that it becomes a problem. So that's why depression, we're literally suppressing emotion. So thinking about that, you want to allow yourself to process information. So rather than going, oh, I can't feel that now, I'm just not going to feel it, I'm going to numb with alcohol or food or whatever it might be, allowing yourself to actually feel emotion and tapping back into it and feeling it. And that may mean that you may feel like you might come apart for a little bit. But the beautiful thing about it is there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and you get to choose your emotions. And I think when it gets to the point where people overthink things, we think that we can't it's out of our control. And if we, if we feel our emotions, they're out of our control and it'll just become so overwhelming. We won't be able to handle it. But I guarantee you, you are designed to handle emotion. It's that the, the emotions are there for us as a beautiful signpost to help support us in our lives. So if you deny it, you're, you're denying a beautiful opportunity to feel and fully experience your life and to get beautiful information that helps support you in such a positive way. So process the emotion, allow yourself to process. And then we want to tap into, into the gut because the gut is the action center. It is the opportunity where we know who we are and it's where we take action from. It's where we go deep, deep down into the gut and really feel into it. And so, and again, you use the breathing process that I'll give you in just a moment, but when you breathe into it and you just focus your attention on the gut, you can ask the gut, like deep down, what do I need to know to move forward? What do I need to move forward? What do you deeply, deeply need to move forward right now? And your gut will give you a beautiful answer, hey? And it might be like, well, I need to feel safe. And that's totally normal. And this is because it's also our safety center. So being able to go, well, okay, so how can I feel more safe and be able to bring more safety or certainty or security into your life in that area or that situation that you're mainly that fo- that you're focusing on? And the other key part about the gut is learning to tap into your intuition. Because a lot of the time when I speak with overthinkers, it's because they, they've actually lost trust with their intuition. And so building a connection back with your intuition and start getting in touch with it again and start feeling into that gut feel and practicing trusting it. So test it, use it. And the more you use it, the easier it will to, you will be able to know when it's a go or a no. 
yeah so when you feel into it and you can feel that but whether it's butterflies or whether it's kind of an unease in your stomach you be like mm, does something doesn't feel right then don't do it but if your gut's like just get started go 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 then you need to l- lean into that and actually take the action that's where it's all about taking action. A lot of overthinkers really struggle with taking action. Whereas sometimes taking the action is the perfect decision to make because not only will you gain more information from that action step that's been taken, you will actually get quicker at getting closer to your result because two things will happen. You'll take action and figure out that it was the right action or you'll take action and it was the wrong one, but then you get to choose, you get to figure out which one was the right one and then you get to take that. So it's always a step in the right direction. So being able to find out which action step is going to take you to the next stage is a really beautiful way to focus on what's next for you rather than holding yourself back with constant overthinking. Okay, so if you want to know more about this, this is actually studying embraining or MBIT. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can check that out. I love to use this processes with my clients because it helps to bring about realignment. And a lot of the time we are, when we're out of alignment with our thoughts, our actions or our feelings, did you see what I did there? Head, heart and gut. When we're out of alignment, we don't know what our next step is and we cannot take action because we either don't feel right, we can't figure it out in our heads or I don't know what the next step is. So Embrit is, Embrit, Embit is a beautiful way to realign all three neural networks. So then the, then the full census within the body is, this is what we can do now. It allows us to tap into such incredible wisdom that when a client comes out of that process, they know exactly what they need to do. They know exactly what they need to focus on. And it's all their own wisdom. It's all their own ability to tap into what their body is trying to tell them that they've just not listened to for so long. And so it creates amazing alignment so that you know exactly what to do, what to do next. It's one of my favorite processes. So let me give you a little bit more indication of the next focus of overthinking. So some, some things that you can do for yourself. So firstly, what you want to focus on is reducing the amount of time that you overthink. So giving yourself a little bit of a deadline and then you have to choose. So you either have to choose to take an action or you have to choose to feel an emotion. So or make a decision, right? So being able to think about how much time do you spend overthinking at the moment? Is it a little out of control? Could you rein yourself back in and set deadlines around how much time you overthink before you then make a decision? Because we need to break the habit because a lot of the time is it's a, it's a constant pattern of a thought pattern that's being repeated that if we don't interrupt it, then it will continue on. So being able to interrupt it and then choose a different outcome is a beautiful way to interrupt that pattern. So giving yourself a deadline kind of helps with that. Then you want to use breathing, use a coherent breathing pattern to get out of your head and back into your body. Now, a coherent breathing pattern is different to meditation breathing and is different to hypnosis, for instance. It's actually designed to keep you into a balanced breathing pattern. So it's designed to balance the autonomic nervous system. So when we're in our sympathetic nervous system, we're in a stressed state. It's when we're where we're breathing quite fast. We might be breathing quite shallow from the top part of our chest. And it's usually when we're stressed, right? So you can think about what how someone breathes when they're stressed. It's quite short and quite shallow. So, and quite fast. So it's 
that's the one end of the scale and the other end of the scale is called parasympathetic and it's when it's actually a relaxed breathing state so it's almost going into a sleep pattern so that's what you would use for hypnosis so it's actually designed to relax the body and calm the body right down but for us to tap into our heart and our gut we need to have coherent breathing so what we want to do is create a balanced breathing that sits in the middle of those parasympathetic and sympathetic and create this beautiful coherence and if you want to look into this even more, you can look into heart math because it's incredible once you create coherence is that the body is listening. Like every part of the body is in coherence and is in a beautiful, comfortable, connected state. And it's beautiful. It's great for overthinking and it's great for any form of anxiety. It's great for any form of stress. So a coherent breathing pattern is six breath in, not six, sorry, six pace in and six pace out. And it's important that you breathe right from the diaphragm. Because remember how we talk about the sympathetic nervous system breathing too high from the chest? You want to breathe right down from the diaphragm. So when you breathe in, your lower belly should actually extend out. So you're filling up your belly almost. So you're filling yourself up and then you exhale and it can't, and then your belly goes in. So it's really important that it comes from that deep, deep breathing. So you may need to sit up quite straight and you breathe right from the belly and you breathe in six and then out for six. And there's no pause in between. So I know there's a lot, of, like, a lot of yoga breath and things like that where they actually have a pause. But with coherent breathing, there is no pause. It's literally a, a cyclic breath. So you breathe in and you breathe out. Six in, six out. Six in, six out. And you would do that multiple times until you can feel your body start to relax into that pattern. And for those who have been, if you've been overthinkers, if you start to notice that your breathing is actually quite short naturally, then I really want you to notice where you can start to deepen your breath on a daily basis. So bringing more oxygen into your body will help you get out of your head as well. So use a coherent breathing pattern. Then you want to tap into your heart space like I mentioned before. So get out of your head and into your body and bring your attention around your heart space. Use something like gratitude or appreciation as an emotion or compassion and really feel into the emotion. You want to allow yourself to tap into the emotion. Because what I love about this, and this is for someone who I used to shut off my emotions, so I totally get the fear around, oh my God, if I allow myself to feel, then it's going to be overwhelming and I'm not going to know if I'm going to be able to handle it. But let me tell you, you can. You're designed for it. But I understand the fear because I've totally been there. But what I love about this is that not only are you tapping into human emotion and, and if you practice gratitude and appreciation, your heart then stays in a coherent breathing or a coherent state for a longer period of time. And that's where you feel that beautiful high vibe energy that impacts others around you. So there is actually a lot of study done around this where when someone is in a coherent heart space, then the energy of the heart, the rhythm of the heart impacts someone like four foot away. Like it's quite incredible. So being able to use this is an incredible way to live because not only that is it that, but it's also allowing yourself to experience human emotion when you want to. And when you practice positive emotion, and I say practice because we do need to practice. If, we, if we've been shutting our emotions off for too long of a period, then we've actually stopped practicing positive emotion. So where can you practice positive emotion? Because the more you do it, the easier it is to feel it. So then you might be walking down the street and you'll see a butterfly and you'll be just overwhelmed with joy. Now, who doesn't want to live like that? 
it helps to illuminate life like you want to feel beautiful positive emotions on a regular basis and the easier they are to feel the more regular they'll become and you won't have to practice them as much they'll just come naturally now it's normal if we've been practicing negative emotion for so long that it's normal for our brains and our emotion centers to go straight to that negative emotion because it's that pattern of behavior that we've trained it to do so we want to train it into that positive emotion state now, from here, some other key things that you could use. So you could use your coherent breathing on a regular basis. So I like to do that once a day, at least. Um, and if I'm ever feeling stressed, I use it to bring myself back into coherence. If I'm before any coaching session, I always sit down and do a coherent breathing pattern and a meditation to get myself into the right headspace to support the client. And I suggest it for a lot of my clients as well. And the other key thing you could do is meditation. I'm such a firm believer in meditation. And again, I didn't do it for a long time. I really struggled with it uh, in the early days because I would find that I couldn't stop thinking. And But the more I practice it, the easier it becomes. And now I really, really look forward to my meditation in the morning. It helps to set up my day in such a beautiful way. And I started on my terms rather than reacting to everybody else and every other thing happening, You know, whether it's through your emails, your smartphone, through, you know, the news or whatever it might be. So allowing yourself to start on your terms. Another way to get out of your head and back into your body is exercise. Any form of movement is usually a beautiful way. Now, if you're an overthinker and you do some form of exercise and you use it to help think, then this one may not work for you the best because you've trained your body to think at that time. So, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Please don't take offense to that. It's more about Okay, so that's that's the time when you've trained your brain and anchored your brain to think more. So you may need to find something else to get out of your head. So something maybe finding something you're, you enjoy to do, so something enjoyable. Um, it could be any form of play or something getting creative, tapping into a creative outlet. So maybe it's pottery or painting or it could be anything. Just any type of create creative outlet or, or a hobby helps you get out of your head and into your body. And the other last key part is taking action. Because sometimes we keep ourselves so stuck in indecision by the overthinking that we forget to take the action. So we need to just go, okay, no more thinking. Deadline's over. It's time to t- make a choice and make a decision and take that action. There's so much that can come from that action. And when you are taking the action, you're creating a new memory, muscle memory, right? By taking that action. So I hope this has really served you in some way. So overthinking is one of those things that a lot of people do and it can keep us stuck. So if you're someone that it's gotten to the extent where it's constant paralysis analysis or you're trying to solve a problem just by thinking it through, there are other ways. And tapping into utilizing emotion and intuition is an incredible way to really use your full body experience to live your life in a fuller way. Because if we're just relying on our brain, then how are we ever going to feel what it's like when we create the solution? We need to tap into our emotion and we need to trust our gut and to remind ourselves who we are and we get to make these decisions and take these actions because we are powerful. Our bodies are incredible and the neural networks that we have in our brains, our hearts and our, um, our guts, it's so amazing. And I'm just so 
I'm so grateful to be able to work with this modality because it's one of my favorites and I love to use it. So if you have any questions about any of this, please feel free to reach out to me. Send me an email via the website or whether you jump across any of my social media channels and check me out there. Um, you'll find me at Christine Corcoran underscore coach, whether that's Instagram or Facebook. Feel free to ask any questions. More than happy to answer. So I hope this has served you and I hope to speak to you all next week. So have a great week. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week and here's to taking your life to the next level.